All right, welcome to the Deep Weed Podcast. Normally, this is where we talk about immersion-based learning with people smarter than myself. However, today is not going to be Kanji Eater's Deep Weed Podcast starring the beautiful Jordan. Uh, the show's been taken over. It is now going been converted to the Deep Doth Podcast. Uh, so if you're new around here, like, subscribe, follow. We already know why we're all here today. It's the Doth. But also, Jama. We got to shout him out real quick. He put together all of this. He... He asked for questions from all over the internet. He, he brought the talent to us to make this a very smooth thing. So big shout out to Jama. Thanks for helping out in the Discord. Uh, jumping into the reason Jama put all of this work into this, uh, we got the Doth with us. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with him, he's about to tell you exactly why there's the the, the in front of his name. Um, he probably doesn't need any introduction, though, because his fangirls have been rioting outside of my house since 8 a.m. yesterday, because on Thursday, I posted out a tweet that didn't say the date, and the DJ tears have gone insane about it. Pizza coupons were wasted in vain. I'm so sorry if you wasted a pizza coupon on the Deep Weeb podcast, the, the podcast formerly known as the Deep Weeb podcast. If you, need a po- if, if you need a pizza coupon to make up for that, please just post your full name, and full address into the DJT Discord forum, and someone there, I'm sure, on that very helpful forum, will send you a pizza coupon. Let's get into it. Actually, don't. First off, please don't dox yourself. Um, Doth, the Doth. What's up, man? Yes, I am here. It's it's great, honestly. I haven't slept yet. It's been a very long day, but I'm very happy to be on this podcast. It, you know. So, it, as you yeah, all know, please. I am the Doth. No, yeah? no, please, please. Sorry. Are you saying yeah, something? I'm just okay, basking in sure. your glory. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So I don't think I need much of an introduction, but I'm sure most people already know me. For those who don't, I am Doth, or normally colloquially known as The Doth. Uh, I have been learning Japanese for quite a long time, about 20 months, 600 days, and I am the person behind the Reddit post. Uh, that is my 500-day journey to a 160 out of 180 N1 score. Uh, I'm sure some of you have seen it, and I'm happy that it has helped quite a few people. Uh, currently, I am studying my bachelor's degree at Tokyo University, Japan. My major is aerospace engineering, and I'm currently researching about CFD, or computational fluid dynamics, using supercomputers. Sounds a bit hard, but uh, in simpler terms, it's just a spaceship go brr, atmosphere go pow pow, use computer, simulate. So yeah. Uh, my course is fully in English, but because I am like staying in Japan for at least four years, I decided to study Japanese. Uh, and by studying Japanese with my own interests, especially in otaku culture, I have managed to get N1 in quite a reasonable amount of time, about 18 months, I think 14 months actually. And because of that, my aforementioned, well, community acknowledged title of the Doth uh, has been received. So yeah, I'm very happy to be here. I'd love to talk more about my journey. I'm sure everybody is very interested uh, in learning more maybe and how they could apply to their own study. So yeah, uh, Kanji and Jordan, uh, thank you for having me here. Yeah, happy, happy to have you, man. Uh, I mean, you can't, it's not going through the stream right now, but Twitch chat right now has thousands of viewers and they're all clapping in unison. It's, it's honestly deafening. So thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Doth. Um, let's get into uh, all the questions that people asked you from all over the interwebs. The section f- formerly known as Between Two Weebs, today, the Doth Experience. Uh, so, <laughs> so Doth, what, what started you on the journey with Japanese? You already touched on it briefly, but how'd you, how'd you get started with this whole thing? 
Yeah, so everything started when I wanted to go to university abroad, right? Uh, actually, I had two choices. I wanted to go either to UK or Japan. And I wasn't actually planning to go to engineering because right now I'm taking the MEX program, university-based for engineering in Japan, which is a full scholarship. I'm very happy to have that. Uh, but actually, my first choice was I was planning to go to the UK and I applied for uh, politics, PP specifically, in Oxford University. Now, the whole ordeal how I got into Japan was because in the UK, there's no scholarships. I'm from a third world country. I maybe haven't mentioned that. I'm from Indonesia, although my accent might sound a bit British. And so uh, the reason I came to Japan was because I had a full scholarship. I could go there much easily. And I guess I had that interest in like the Japanese culture because I was quite a fond otaku since like my high school ages. And so although my degree is fully in English, since I was going to live in Japan, I wanted to at least be able to survive here. And if possible, like make a lot of friends. And so, of course, the way to do that is to learn Japanese. And at, at first, right, I was quite reluctant in studying Japanese itself because I always thought that just using subtitles is not enough for me, right? I mean, I always enjoyed without having to study Japanese. But like when I actually started to learn, it came much more apparent that knowing the language itself, the native language, means that you can enjoy material so much better and you can have just so much more fun, especially if you get the chance. Uh, everybody watching here, I do hope you all get the opportunity to come to Japan. So Awesome, awesome. So our first question here um, comes from, a community question comes from Jama, who asked, so since, since the next program was your original impetus for learning Japanese, uh, why, why did you even apply for that program in the first place? What, what draws you into uh, the spaceships? Okay, so one thing, like during high school, uh, I was very into politics, like I said before, but I was also quite good at uh, maths and physics. And so uh, one thing for me as like a second option that I would definitely love to study was aerospace because I like spaceships. I, I like, well, actually when I came here and I started to study, I came to really be fond of fluid dynamics, of mechanics. And so, yeah, it was just like a good opportunity at the right time, you know, right place, right time. The stars aligned and I came to learn Japanese. Nice, nice. So it, while, while you were going through, how much longer do you have in your program? Like it, you've been doing that for the, what was it, 20 months that you've been yes. going? So, so I'm in my second year, like 20 months in. Okay. Uh, I have four years, right? So kind of, I guess I have what, 48, 52 months left. Okay. And after that, I can either continue my studies here for master's or I can go abroad again. Okay. So. Would you have to reapply to the program for the master's? Uh, yes. So actually, this is something that's very different between university-based MECs and embassy-based MECs. Mm -hmm. So my program, which is university-based recommendation, meaning I apply to the university in Japan, Toku. I was accepted. And then the university recommended me to get MECs. So they have like this quota, like eight people out of 100 who apply, they can get scholarships. The difference is we have to reapply for master's. Mm -hmm. But for normal embassy, uh, MECs, they can continue uh, their master's uh, degree. The only problem is you have to already know Japanese to kind of apply. Okay. And I never really had the chance in a sense uh, because, well, there was like a few things going on. And I just thought that the university one was much better for me. So, so when, if you, when you go to the master's program, will all of your classes be in Japanese? Because I know you mentioned they're in English now. Is that how that would work? Yes. Oh, actually, yeah. This is a kind of a thing that became my impetus to you know, study more and actually get the GLPT. Mm -hmm. Because here in my Toku University... Uh, in the uni, you have to have an N1 certificate to actually apply for Japanese classes or classes in Japanese, hmm. 
right? So if you want to study like maths, uh, sociology, or like physics, engineering in Japanese, you have to have at least N1. If not, they will literally uh, gatekeep you from the classes. Wow. So like when I first came here, I was thinking that I would like to continue, maybe if I get the chance to study in Japanese, but together I need N1 first. Now I have N1, I'm starting to apply for Japanese classes, hopefully. So like the start of any great anime story, friendships are going to be the key here, Doth. So Jama asks, uh, how have you found it making friends in university? I mean, are, are you having times to get a social life with all of the virtual waifus you've created? You know, how's that going? Uh, I actually have to say sorry to all my virtual waifus because I have been pretty popular here in Japan. Really? In, in this, yeah, in the sense that I have done a lot of activities here. I've done a lot of organizations and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful and I'm happy to like make quite a lot of friends, like Japanese and also like normal international students. So no surprise, the Doth has no problem making friends, Jama. That was your next question and <laughs> no problem. Uh, so are you finding, like, what's the common thread with your friends? Is it, I mean, you mentioned you're, you're meeting with like the Obasans, right? So True, what, true. What? Yes. I mean, this, this is the thing, right? Uh, a lot of people here, they're very academic oriented, right? I have joined a few circles, uh, but since I'm kind of an otaku, at the end of the day, my closest friends are like similar otakus, like Japanese people who like anime, who like VNs, who like mm -hmm. light novels. Although I do have other friends from like my organizational activities, like we have like a STEM community. Here. I'm one of the leaders. And with the other Japanese students, we like make events, mm -hmm. like uh, coffee events. I was actually like the one of the hosts for the coffee event, like just before this podcast. So I was pretty tired, but it was very fun. Uh, and yeah, uh, I think that just having a common thread of uh, hobbies makes it so much easier to maintain relationships. So I said that making friends is easy, but maintaining relationships, I think is pretty hard here, especially since Japanese aren't always as open as you'd like them to be. Mm -hmm. You can't really enter into the like Miyuchi or like the Nakayoshi kind of circle unless you have something that's really common with all of them or you like can easily break the ice. Gotcha. Yeah. So our, our next question comes from Chronopolize. Uh, how much knowledge experience in language learning did you have um, when you were starting out in Japanese? Is this your first language learning endeavor? Okay. Thank you, Chronopolize, for the question. It isn't my first language I learned. Now, this is kind of a hard thing to say. Because I was born in Indonesia, right? I was uh, raised there. But I also had uh, my childhood in Britain. So that's also one of the reasons I know English fairly well. Uh, so you could say that I learned kind of both of them in an immersion type of way. So if you were to ask what's my native language, it's kind of hard. I would prefer Indonesian over English, right? And I think most of my English is actually from uh like games, YouTube, and also I, I like to join a lot of competitions. So like in high school, I joined a lot of speech competitions, uh, debate, uh, MUN, those type of things. But like I never knew about the whole immersion method of learning until I came to like the Japanese and I came across like the Discord servers, the YouTube eCeleb stars. So yeah, that was a very new experience, kind of having that new mindset, like consciousness to grind, to mine, you know, to study very intensively. So Kirisu asks, uh, you already touched on this a bit that sometimes, I mean, I think we said Japanese people sometimes tend to feel a little bit closed off. Um, and for somebody that's shy, 
which I mean, it doesn't really sound like you're very shy, the doth. But uh, do you have any advice for Kirisu on uh, breaking out of that shell and uh, diving into just some Japanese people's lives? Yes. So to be honest, I also had somewhat of a difficulty, not really because I was shy, but because I couldn't really relate with the people.、Mm-hmm. Now, because of this, I think for shy people, it's finding somebody who you have really good chemistry with. Even if it's only a few friends, I think that having a very intensive and meaningful relation you know, goes so much farther to you learning Japanese and to you actually you know, using these relationships for your you know, future, in a sense. So, if you can find somebody who has like, similar interests, maybe viewpoints,、uh, and you can talk with them on length without you know, feeling pressure, without like, feeling that anxiety, that shyness,、uh, you'll get much more output practice. And that is also one of the reasons why. I like talking with Obasans. I can kind of like relate with them because they like culture. They like talking about the different cultures in Japan, like the different,、uh, like different kinds of like festivals, events, clothing,、uh, cultures, blah, blah, blah. And I like talking about my own like culture, like in Indonesia, because there are so many different types of variety. And so we have that common point and we can like talk on lens like ours. And also the Zatsudan、uh, with the Obasans are pretty fun. That's why I find that I can talk one on one much better with them.、Uh, for normal students, it depends. Because, like I said before, my closest friends are otakus.、Uh, I don't see myself as a riyaju, even though I do have quite a lot of friends,、uh, because I'm not into like, the riyaju stuff. Like, I'm not really into soccer. I'm not really into karaoke. I'm not really into like, those kind of hippie, hippie,、uh, you know, Instagramable things.、Hmm. But I do think that if you are shy, try and get one friend that you can really talk to. I think that's much better. Because also, you don't have to go through the painful process, which I hate, of introducing yourself, talking about your hobbies, explaining yourself, and then only having very shallow talks, right? You want to have different,、uh, like a lot of different fields, right? You want to talk about a lot of different topics and like go in depth with them and maybe like even debate or maybe have like different opinions about them. So I think like having one really close partner is very good. And also trying out different social media. Of course, like Discord is one. Maybe like Facebook groups. HelloTalk, I think, has been pretty popular, especially in DJT and the other few Discord servers because of the new、uh, surge of the NIA type of method. I don't know if like Kanji or Jordan has ever heard of it. No, I haven't. I'm interested. Okay, so NIA is short for Nampa,、uh, immersion something something approach. I'm sure you guys know Nampa, right?、Mm-hmm. And so it is、uh, getting close to the girls and learning Japanese from them. You know? Gotcha. It, it's, <laughs> Killing two birds, one、yep. stone, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I just heard that we shouldn't talk about、uh, the hobbies that Doth has because he doesn't want to introduce all of those again.、Um, and also, I saw that、uh, Doth, your battery icon is flashing. We said two hours、oh. for the camera battery. At some point, Doth may go black. He's still there, he's still alive. He might fall asleep, as he mentioned, he's very tired. But、uh, we might have to switch over to、uh, your other webcam here, Doth. In the meantime,、yes. uh, like I always say, Jordan always has a dance routine、uh, queued up and ready to go. <laughs> so we can always switch over to that whenever you need, Doth.、Um, but let's keep these questions coming in the meantime. Unless, do, do you want to do that now? You, yeah, if, if like, the watches don't mind, I would like to change my battery first. I, I mean, it, you guys are、okay、the Doth, you tell them what to do, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I shouldn't be asking for. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, is your podcast. Show, I, I even changed the logo. <laughs> Deep Doth. That's, that's what we are today. Great. In the meantime,、yeah. so, so do, do your thing, Doth,、um, and we will 
we'll start talking about some of the other things we've had going on. So now is now's a great chance for us to get into questions from the Discord for live chat. Um, so if anybody has live questions, you can go ahead and post them in chat. Uh, this message is not sponsored to you by Skype, despite the giant Skype logo here. Um, but if you have questions for Doth that didn't get answered, uh, if they look good, post them in chat now and we will, uh, we'll talk about them. So I see from Eric 51, why is Doth so sexy? <laughs> Did it, I mean, we can talk about that before Doth comes back. All right. He's back. He's back. Oh, he's back. Oh, he looks good too. Am you I look back? good. You Am look I good? great. You, you live up to what Eric hey, 51 just said. I heard somebody say I'm sexy. Yeah. I'm very happy to yes. hear that. <laughs> All right. So are you, I, I mean, we need an answer, Doth. Why are you so sexy? I don't know. It could be my genetics, genetics, to be honest. Like, my dad's pretty sexy, in all honesty. You know. Yeah, there's this, like, one test. I think somebody posted in Discord. I'm not sure which Discord was it. It had, like, uh, character and, like, physical appearance. And my character was better, but my physical appearance was Chad. So I was, like, a better Chad, mm -hmm. you know. I look Chad. I'm not as Chad as I'd like to be. So. Okay, so here, here's an interesting one from uh, Swaggy P on Twitch. We got... Uh, what do you think of general hero worship? There's a weird fascination with people who are very good, like HMSLC, Nana, Matt, etc. Okay, very interesting. I've heard some names. I also adore some of those names, HMLC. I think Matt and Nana. Uh, honestly, it's inspiring. I think it's motivating when there are these kind of heroes who, a lot of the times, when people look at immersion, they think that it's just... Uh, it's it's a maze. You don't know where to start. You don't know where to finish. And when you're in the middle, you don't know where to go. Yep. But when you have these heroes, like these typical people who have made it, essentially, who have been successful with their own methods, uh, mainly through immersion, then you know that there's hope. You know that there's like light at the end of that maze. And that if you just follow, believe in yourself, you too can make it. I think I think that's like the good part about this heroic kind of worship. Uh, if there was like a negative thing, I would say that it's appeal to authority. Mm -hmm. Like you have these figures, like everything I say doesn't mean I'm always right, right? Uh, I'm pretty still, I'm pretty new here, I think. I only have like 20 months of study. There's a lot better seniors than me, like some of that who was mentioned before, like HMLC Dai Senpai, for example. Uh, but uh, if anything I said here could apply to you guys, you think that it could help you, then feel free to use it. If not, uh, don't, you know, Always have that grain of salt, I think, is a good thing regarding like these heroes. Awesome. Yeah, good stuff, man. All right, so let's, let's jump into, back into the other questions. We had Kyriso also asking, what are your plans after graduation? So you already talked about going into the master's program, potentially. Um, do you have any thoughts about establishing like permanent residence in Japan? Have you, have you thought it through that far yet? Yes, very interesting question. Uh, my heart would say I don't really want to be a permanent resident here it is a very valid and very good option that i have but i do want to like come back to indonesia i do want to build the country it's still third world i would like to, to be you know much more progressive much more advanced because actually from my high school in a bad sense i was indoctrinated but in a good sense uh, it built like a passion for me to you know uh, repair the system like the broken system that i have here in my country and so I don't think I will be staying here for too long. 
I might stay here to continue masters and PhD if I can get like a full scholarship. So like for me, my principle, as long as I can go to school for free, I just continue going to school. Right? I, I like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, if I do get a job, like I find good uh, employment here, I will consider that because like besides me just going for academia, you know, academia, academia, like and sorry for like masters and PhD. I'm also considering taking MBA for my masters. So that would need me to have like work experience. So I'm also considering possibly, you know, having a career in Japan, especially since I have like N1. I also plan to take Kanken and other things. So yeah, we'll definitely get into some questions about that Kanken part of it. Um, and but before we move out of this section, kind of wanted to uh, talk about one of the things that has kind of led to your explosive growth in Japanese. You've you've mentioned that it, it's all thanks to the DJT senpais. Um, and that you've, you've spent a lot of time with them. Uh, we've already talked a little bit about genetics on the episode, so it's not too much of a surprise that we, we now transition to DJT. Talk, talk to us a little bit about okay. DJT and what they're about, man. Okay, so for you guys who don't know DJT, it is, I would say, arguably one of the best learning servers in the sense that it has just a very different culture. Like, if you can live in that culture, you can excel, you can actually get really good at Japanese because I know because I was born and I was forged in that kind of subculture of course it's not for everyone right uh, but I do believe that this mentality to read more this mentality to get good and kind of there is like some superiority sense in that kind of subculture can be quite toxic but I do believe that at, in, in the end of the day it's about making it in Japanese and a lot of the people there have made it uh, as a language learning server where you can like, especially for like newbies, decanize greens. It isn't like the best place I would recommend, to be honest. But once you do get better, or like you just want to like know, uh, have this like feeling of motivation to read more, I think it's a, quite a good place. It's it's the best shit posting server I know. That 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 is true. I cannot debate that. So so, so yeah, I I know yeah yeah. I mean w when. When you think of DJT, I mean, most of us just think of, you know, highly intelligent people, like recently showered, top of the internet. I mean, it used to be associated with like 4chan, but but now it's its own thing, right? It's It's gone beyond that. What What was the bottom of the internet is now the top of the internet. It's like when like China was talking about, you know, if you just dig straight through, like they think they're the top of the world, but really if you, you dig straight down, you come out, America's on the top, right? It's one man's right. top is another man's bottom. Right. I mean, regarding the 4chan uh, thread itself, I've honestly, I don't think I've ever been there. Like, maybe once just to see if, like, anybody ever mentioned me. But besides that, no, I've never actually been on the thread. I've always been exclusively in this Discord server. And, like, when I was active in it, like, my six to 12 month kind of period where I was reading all of the ends and I was praying for N1, there was actually a lot of very valid, interesting discussion. Uh, regarding the VNs, regarding studying, uh, and like the comparisons between, let's say, uh, anime cards or quick master speed cards, you know, very memeable, uh, compared to, let's say, like uh, sentence cards. Uh, and so I think everybody there, especially the ones who do have the experience, can give very good advice. It's just that uh, you have to be able to kind of swim through the subculture or, well, live in the subculture to be able to get that. Uh, besides DJT, I would recommend very recently the Moe way because it's much more, well, it also has quite a few uh, seniors and it also more beginner friendly in that sense. 
but also because the events there, the monthly like VNs and animes, are also quite uh, active very recently. Yes, so, yeah. and and one one interesting thing you're talking about, like getting advice. One important thing is knowing who you can get advice from, and it's kind of interesting that there's definitely a hierarchy in DJT, right? And you can see it by the colors, right? So, I mean, can you can you right. talk to people a little bit about what what that is, what that means? Oh, true, true. So, like in DJT, there's colors. Right. If you're green, you're new. You're N5, or maybe even sub, or N4, I think now. And then there's blue, like N3. There's like orange N2. And even though it says like N3, N2, it's based on a kanji or vocab reading quiz, where uh, at least for N2 and above, the font changes. So you have to be able to like read kind of cryptic font in a sense. And then after N1, you get into Taiko level of uh, well, almost autistic, you know, because. Uh, the, the the chest is actually quite hard. They have like yoji for niku, juniku, and like if it's the highest level, daio, it's uh, iku. It's iku, kanken, reading, and also the yoji. I hate yoji, but because I'm taking kanken, I also kind of force myself to learn those, and it has been quite helpful in my journey. And I think that because of this hierarchy, you can like visibly see who you can trust, right? Uh, and it's not like self-assessed. It is actually a test you take, I mean, of course, you can grind for it, right? But in the end of the day, even after grinding, it's still visible. Like, who has good advice? Who has finished more VNs? Who has more experience? And, like, even if there's people who have slight different uh, experiences or, like, opinions, you can still, like, compare them uh, very easily. And so I think having a hierarchy is good in that sense. And also there's, like, a sense of accomplishment, a sense of challenge that you can, like, further increase your rank, that you can get better. And there is, like, a visible target to do. I mean, DJT has that, and I think that the Moe also has that in a similar fashion, kind of different tweaking. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen that as well. So I've, I I lurked there quite a while ago because I was trying to talk to uh, Quizmaster about some stuff. I was asking some questions mm -hmm. about, you know, hey, like, when, when should you do things with phonetics? I also was talking about, you know, as somebody who used Morph Man in the past, but then switched over to the uh, anime card style. I, Ooh, Morph yeah, Man. Exactly. Ooh, not I, a fan? Well, I just, I simply, not in DJT. yeah, not in DJT, uh, not in DJT. If you bring it up, gotcha. they won't always give you reasons why, why it's the wrong way, but they will, <laughs> they will give you alternative usernames. That's, that's what I found. They're great right. at generating alternative usernames. So, you know, me just <laughs> lurking on there asking a question, my response to what I thought were serious and legitimate questions, all I got was poo poo pee pee eater. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Now, for so somehow, I have to continue my entire life knowing that I branded wrong. How how am I supposed to go on as kanji eater knowing that poo poo pee pee eater was out there for the taking? Anyways, there's things like that. All sorts of ridiculous names that you don't always get answers to your questions, but you do get a couple alternative usernames. So, I, I mean, if if that's what you're looking for, try that out. Um, also, there there are quite a few helpful people there because I did get answers to the questions that I have, and I do feel like I got steered in the right direction. I I will say I kind of yeah. checked out after that, and I was only a blue then, mm -hmm. and pe people okay. found that I was still blue, and it, it not saying that I can even get orange, but oh my goodness, I you get roasted, you get roasted unless you level yes, up, you and uh, so so be ready for that because quite honestly that was that was something that that I saw. Um, I recently started playing Muramasa. I'm a lowly blue. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I've now, I've now and you're been, playing Muramasa. I've, I've now been into, not a good combination. Yeah, though. yeah, exactly. Well, being blue and playing Muramasa, not a good combination. That's for sure. 
I've been told that I am uh, white noising Muramasa, which at first I was like, what does that mean? And then I was like, I know exactly what that means because I'm playing Muramasa right now. I don't know everything going on right now. Sometimes it's just like white noise. Then I got called a fan fiction reader. It's like, what is that? Okay. Oh, okay, because I have no idea what's going on and I have to make up my own explanation. So it's like, oh, dang, this kind of hurts because I know exactly what these guys are talking about despite these being new terms to me. So I was like, okay. You know what? Maybe I need to take Was a step. Them just calling oh, you out yeah, randomly? Like, how did I, they know well, they these went, They went through my history naturally. You know, like my Twitter yeah. posts. You oh, know, whoa. they will hunt you and, down. And you, you know what? Whoa. You know what? I got a little down about it. I was like, dang, they they hit my ego in the right spots. But that's also probably a good thing because I should probably be focusing on more comprehensible inputs. So it's like, eh, you know what? Muramasa so far that I've been playing, I have been enjoying it. I'll probably keep going for a little bit. But then I am reading like Yojo Senki on, on the side as a light novel. Mm. That, that one's not comprehensible right now. So I'm like, yeah, I should probably hold off on that move to something else. So even just even just through the trolling, like I know they don't necessarily, people don't always have your best interest at heart. But I mean, if you look at it in this sort of like positive, like what can you take from this? I, I think there actually are some positive things between a couple of racial slurs. Anyways, so moving on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah, one please, thing I please. want to comment about yeah. like that Morphman. So the thing is, I think that Everybody in the server who is kind of uh, used to the culture, the subculture, they know the arguments. Like, why is this bad? Right. Why you shouldn't do this? What's the good alternative? And because it's been repeated so many times towards like the new people who come, the Dekinais, people get bored. Yep. And in the end of the day, they just go to like the racial cell. They just go to like the roasting. Uh, and so for new people who don't know yet, uh, they might find themselves dumb, uh, dumbfounded, right? Because like uh, suddenly you have like a lot of alternatives, right? But this is so bad, but you don't know why. Uh, but in DJT, everybody already knows kind of what to do. Just read more, do this, do that, and you'll make it. Uh, and so, yeah, in a sense, it can be hard for newcomers coming into DJT. You kind of have to, like, push yourself through. But at least for me, it, it worked wonders. So, Is there a... Is there a so if I'm new and I jump into the you know DJT Discord, is there like a hey read this before you ask anything, or is there like a a guide? Because uh, they like... they will send the recommended VN uh, list order right. It, from if Nanahira. you want that, the uh, jet. What is it, Moe? The, what is it, the Moe way? Like that's way? that's yeah. that's more friendly towards what you're talking about. There's a guide for okay. it. They'll help you out. Yes, but yeah, sorry, sorry, I didn't yeah, mean I to interrupt the doth. Please continue yes i mean if you want discussion i think djt has a lot of fun discussion mm -hmm. besides of course all the shit posting uh but if you want general recommendations you'd have to wait after you're roasted and then people okay. kind of feel bad for you and then they actually give real yeah, recommendations that is how it works. <laughs> yeah. i see that happen a lot so got it got it even just joining the server it's an instant like you just get roasted as soon as you walk in the well door. as as soon as right, it's I, a hierarchy right if you're at the top of the hierarchy i mean you can you can roast all, all the lower people but uh yeah. yeah so you have to come I mean, in take is, the test and then yeah and then you can i guess throw your weight around true 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 you, you gotta prove yourself yeah. first but i think a lot of like the better people the higher ups like taiko daio uh, a lot of them are also kind of they're pretty nice guys to be honest mm. like they don't really show off too much because when you get to that level it's more of like having a specificity like having being specialized like this person is much better in like pitch accent this person is much better in kanji this person is much better in speaking kind of thing and so like when we compare ourselves we know we'll lose in one aspect even if we win in the other and so like we can't really show off because we know that there's always somebody better than us uh, that's like at top but when you go to like 
orange below. The oranges, the reds, they can shit on like the greens as much as they want, no problem, right? And the greens can't fight back because you know the greens. they're greens. So I, you know what? Let, let's get Jordan. What's what's your reaction to this? You gonna join this? You gonna take some uh, JLPT <sighs> quizzes or? Uh... Um, I might just to you know, for for you know. Why not? Uh, I, I, oh I will say I do appreciate the being able to like know who to take advice from, because I think as a beginner, that's so like, you know, detri- that can be detrimental. Just like listening to someone who you think is better than you or who you think has your you know best interest at heart. And it's like, oh, whoa, they actually didn't know what they were saying. So I can appreciate the tests. Uh, Ship posting. It is what it is. It's the Internet. I expect it, you know, like I've been here since the internet was created so you know it is what it is all right so let's let's get into some of the methods some of the teachings that you got uh doth so talking about reading and listening first off so how, how do you approach listening is our first question from Vega texans Ooh, okay interesting so for listening i kind of divide it into like three types of listening right you don't have to be this kind of strict but you know for me it works uh, the first one is that very strict listening. I will pause and I will mind everything I want to hear uh, and I want to know. This kind of works for, I guess, harder type of material where I want to learn much more. Uh, I want to mind more. But the second one, and I use this the most, I think, is I would call it leisured focused listening. So what this is, is I would listen, like actively listen to like a podcast, a radio or like watch an anime. Uh, but I also have a dictionary open. May that be in the laptop, so I have like split screens or like with my phone. And so like if I'm listening to an audiobook and I listen and I hear an unknown word, I'll just search it in my phone, like while the next sentence is kind of playing. And I'll have that in my mind, right? And then when I search it, oh, it's this. And then I kind of connect the dots. And so in this sense, uh, I can keep on, like keep the flow, like not pause and keep my immersion, kind of sense of immersion. And for most of the time I have been using this, uh, the only problem is, is that it assumes you only mine a word maybe every other sentence or every like three sentences, so like not that much, or you don't mind there being ambiguity. Like there's a few words in a sentence that you miss, but there's one word that you want to know, you want to learn, and then you get that uh, immediately and then you just continue on. As long as you get like the main picture of everything, the main like uh, trend or like the main development. So you actually are doing like audiobook listening where you're just like sitting there yes. listening to the audiobook and then you just look up words as you go. Okay. Yes, that is like focused listening, leisure focused listening, I would call it. The final one is AFK listening. So it's when I'm multitasking. Let's say I am uh, doing some writing reps, kanji writing, or like I'm doing an assignment for school, you know, because of course I have school, I have a lot of homework. Uh, I will maybe listen to an audiobook i maybe might listen to a podcast uh and i will try and like get what i can from it i won't like focus on it the whole time mm-hmm. maybe while i'm like typing and then like i kind of lose my concentration i'll just listen back to the podcast now with this i don't really log it so you know like in the moi way i think one thing that's good about it kind of a double-edged sword really is that they have a logging system of immersion so like you've uh, listened to two hours of like uh, audiobooks so you can log that into the system. You get points from the bot and there's like a ranking system. Like how, who has like learned the most Japanese or like immersed the most during the month, for example. Uh, I won't log AFK listening on there because I don't have like full concentration. And I think this helps uh, towards the whole feeling of uh, Japanese all the time, or I guess like AJAT, I guess is one way you would put it. So yeah, 
Uh, it depends really what's my goal with the media, what's my goal for the day. If I really want to be strict with my uh, listening, my talkai, I would go with strict listening. If I'm kind of just like a bit lazy, right? I don't want to read, but I also want to still listen to something. I maybe do that like leisured focus listening. So like I listen to an audiobook, I take from some words. Uh, if I'm like fine, I don't find anything new. I'll just like maybe check uh, social media, blah, blah, and also AFK listening. So, I mean, audiobooks are one of the things that I've been trying to get into this year. Um, I had been doing it off of some things that I had read, like Arslan Senki. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, I read it and it was a difficult read. Um, but then going to the audiobook, even even way more difficult. Like, it's just like, uh, not all of it is sunk in yet. So I, I've taken a step back and started doing some easier ones. But how do you get into audiobooks and that sort of thing, Doth? Right. Uh, that is actually a good thing to do, I think, Kanji. That is reading the light novel first and then like listening to the audiobook. This helped me a lot during like my uh, norm, like beginning steps. I wanted to like get into it. Uh, I was, of course, like reading VNs for most of the time, but also want to kind of expand to other things. And the light novels I had read, I would listen to the audiobook and kind of like connect the stories now, of course, it would be better to have easier audiobooks in this sense, especially if you're not used to it. And one thing that I have found is that audiobooks are really hard. They're very hard if you compare them to like to anyone listening. Anyone listening is like baby talk compared to like audiobooks, like very fast podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, so, so as far as where to start, are there any like recommendations that you have? Some that you've enjoyed listening to? Uh, yes, I do have, well, for me, because one of the, th- one of my favorite light novels was actually Honzuki, mm-hmm. I think, uh, Ascendance of the Bookworm in English and the audiobook. I also listened to that. Uh, I listened to like up to like volume seven or something. And to be honest, I think when I started with audiobooks, a lot of it was not really comprehensible, maybe like 70%, 80%, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I would just leave the rest because mm-hmm. I know the story from the light right. novel. I would just take what I can get from like the audiobook and then, you know, uh, practice listening with okay. that. Okay, very cool. Uh, so one other question from State of Texans. Uh, to h- how, how have you approached unknown words while reading? I know we've talked with Stevie J on the show before about, you know, just looking up every single word, writing every single one down, Anki all the things. Uh, what's your approach on it, though? Right. For me, it depends on like what I'm reading, why I'm reading. If it's something hard that I want to mine everything, right? Uh, well, it also depends, like, do I feel it's necessary or not? Because like, it depends on the word too. But for most hard things, I will look up everything, right? Uh, even if I have like a slight confusion about like a word, its usage, I will look it up. Uh, I won't mine everything. I will mine things I deem necessary. I want to mine this. This is a very cool phrase, for example, right? Uh, and also... To be honest, I have been kind of lazy when it comes to very kind of similar words or things uh, that you can just look up, right? You don't have to like consciously differentiate them. So, for example, this is actually a bad habit. I don't recommend you guys, but this kind of just worked for me because I don't want to have too much pressure on my you know, head. Uh, for example, one of my favorite LNs right now is the Mommy LN. If you guys know I've about it, it's Musume Janakte. Yeah. Watashi uh, ga And then, like in volume four, uh, since like the mommy is actually a writer, she uh, comments about her daughter and her misuses of kanji. <laughs> so there's, there, you know how like there's uh, words with zen at the end, a lot of them, uh, like totsuzen, shakuzen, kind of that feeling, right? Enzen, uh, 
And then the daughter would misuse between buzeng and kizen, if you guys know the word. So bu is it's like the naderu, like the right part, but then the left part is the rishinben or like the heart kind of mm-hmm. radical buzeng. And then kizen is just you know I think you guys know it hopefully. Uh, one of them uh, it has kind of this uh, depressed kind of feeling, while the other has this kind of uh, brave and like daunting you know dauntless kind of uh, emotion mm-hmm. to it. Uh, and so those type of words, they seem quite similar. If you don't really know them, I would normally just look them up. Uh, I don't really bother too much into them, right? Uh, and this is especially true from manga. Because in manga, like when there's like onomatopoeia, where I kind of get the feeling and I'm not really bothered to look them up, especially like because it's hard to look up mm-hmm. manga, uh, I just read and continue. Kind of white-nosing a bit, kind of, you know, having presumptions. But yeah, if it's easy, uh, minimal lookups. And you just have fun. If it's hard and you want to study, uh, look up mine. So yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. So uh, a question from the Legend sixteen oh one says, uh, "How does your reading speed in Japanese compare to other languages?" Uh, and then the the follow up is, "How do you how do you read faster? How do you improve your reading speed?" Okay. Thank you, the Legend. I am the Doth, and I'm happy to have that uh, question. So I did try and like log my reads, uh, my uh, speed in reading in Japanese, English, and Indonesian. I think I have the file. If like people are interested in it, it also has like me trying to log my time, because to be honest, I haven't really documented much. Uh, besides, very recently, starting from like twenty twenty one, where I have like have weekly reports and everything. But the general break, uh, like uh, overview of my reading speed is that for light novels, it's anywhere between 40 to 70 pages per hour. So like for easier things, uh, like rom-coms, I can do like a page per minute, maybe like 70 pages per hour. But if something harder, like I remember reading uh, Propera Opera, I think. And it's like a kind of kantai type of uh, light novel where it has a lot of like uh, military stuff. I was going like 40 pages per hour, I think, on that. Uh, for VNs, visual novels, it's anywhere between normally 15 to 22,000 uh, characters per hour. People who log or who take note of these will know like the, no- the units I'm using. Uh, for like normal VNs, where I'm like leisurely reading, it's about like 15k. Uh, if I try it a bit harder, like I put it on auto, where it's a bit higher, and this also like uh, connects with what I think is a good way to you know practice speed reading. Uh, I can get to like 20, maybe 22K. And I always listen to the voices. I think it adds to the immersion, mm-hmm. it adds to the fun. For really hard VNs, like I remember reading DSRI when I first read it, I was going like 9K per hour, 10K per hour, at best 13. Uh, at, at the end of it, I kind of read faster and I leveled off at around 13K. So of course it depends on the media, but in general about 15 to 20-ish. If I skip voices, I don't really recommend this, but like if you guys just want to read more, right, uh, or like it's a boring scene, then yeah, you can skip voices. Uh, I can get 25 at best. But of course, this kind of assumes I don't really look up anything, right? It's just, just easy stuff, or like I don't mind missing a word or two. Uh, yeah, I guess for, for manga, uh, a volume is like, what, 10 chapters, 200 pages. Yep. That takes somewhere between 30 to 50 minutes, I think. Mm. So like a volume, 30 minutes is when it's like an easy four comma or like an easy rom-com. 15 minutes when it's something hard. I have gone like over an hour. I remember reading Berserk. 
that was hard, right? That took me like an hour plus for every volume that I read. I didn't read like from the beginning because like I already read in English and I just continued where I like mm-hmm. left off. That was, I think, an hour or so per volume, yeah? For for English, because like English and Indonesian. For English, I can skim read pretty well. I can do like 400 to 500 words per minute. Uh, if I'm just normally reading, I think I'm pretty average, like 300 words per minute. For Indonesian, even though it's kind of my native language, it's actually the language I read the least in and I'm the slowest in. I think I'm like 250, maybe 200 words per minute. Also because I sub-vocalize a lot more in Indonesian. I don't know why. It's just kind of like a habit I have. And moving on to uh, methods of speed reading, right? Getting better at reading. Like I said before, for me, uh, practice using auto on EasyVNs helps a lot because it forces you to read and kind of like reading blocks so like you know how like in vns it's like a textbook yep. right and instead of like reading like a sentence you read the textbook you read like a block of it and it's the same as like if you read manga in english like you can just see one text box and then you just kind of notice it and then read per box like pop 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 kind yep. of thing right it's not like a uh, sentence per sentence and so i think that is good practice to kind of read in chunks instead of like per word I'll also say so similar like, to that, I've been yeah. doing like Jikyopre, so like watching Let's uh. Plays of the visual novels, and that's very similar to that because now you see like what a native reads at, right? And it's different depending on the native, but it's it's another way that you get that auto thing. You can also go back really quick if you're if you're a decky knight such as myself. True, yeah. Uh, yeah, and also I think in Jikyo, well, depending like if the person is reading or not, then you can like kind of get used to their speed. That is also good practice, I think. And also I remember. Uh, Chronopolize, uh, he's also a pretty good veteran. Uh, I also like look up to him. He has made kind of like a speed reading guide to get better at it, kind of like the mindset I'll towards it. I don't know if he has published it uh, in the other Discord servers, but I do, I do remember him like posting it somewhere in like the Moway or like some other server. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can also like share in chat my kind of logging if people are interested yeah we'll definitely include that in the show notes because this will be posted to youtube later um and yeah um i you know one one other thing that's that's actually something that i've been focusing on so i'm super eager for anything that people have to share uh, about how to improve reading speed because what i realized is over the last year i read like 10 novels like i read i don't know a couple couple hundred volumes of manga too but only a couple novels and i was like dang that's more novels than I've read <laughs> since like high school. Okay. Like so so I'm I'm super before high school, grade school. Like I I've just never been a big reader and so my reading speed is probably absolute trash. And I've I've started I've timed it like listening to an audiobook versus like reading mm-hmm. yeah on my own and it's it's about twice as slow. It's 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 pretty low. Mm-hmm. So like and on I have like a Kindle Paperwhite, so I've just been timing with like a stopwatch and like laps of like how long it takes me on each mm-hmm. page so I can keep a pace because otherwise I might just drift off or something like that. But it's still like like on a good day, like 15 pages in an hour. So it's it's like okay. I'm just like completely different level than what you're talking about. And because of that, you acquire things slowly because you know, lowly decky and I can't read fast enough to get good. So what? Uh, yeah, I... I is the tip still just read more to become a reader or are there other techniques in there? Okay. So yeah, one thing, uh, Kanji, do you still have to look up a lot when you read or is it just like you don't look up anything, but you still read slow? 
That is a very two different mm, things. That's a really good question. Uh, it, it completely depends on what I'm reading. So like Arslan Sinki, it's like, yeah, I, I look up a couple words on every page. If it's something like, I don't know, that I'm more familiar with and not as difficult, like Okamiwa Nimura Nai, like that's a light novel mm. that it, it's not as difficult as Arslan Sinki. Um, it's like okay. maybe maybe one or two in every 15 minutes or so. Uh, so it's different, but I, I mean, it's faster there. It's my, my reading speed's probably like 25 pages a minute on, mm-hmm. on, on something where I'm not looking it up. It's still like, that's, that's still slow. Yeah, okay. So getting into yeah. this, uh, I do remember Chronopolis mentioning in his like document that if you still look up words, like you're not like N1 plus, you shouldn't think about speed reading mm. yet. You should think about understanding because like speed reading kind of comes when you like understand things like most things and you just want to get faster at reading, right? right? Because like uh, there is a kind of a, uh, a cap at your speed if you're still looking up mm-hmm. words, I think, right? Uh, but if you are like generally reading slower than you'd like to, uh, that those are like things that you can do, like I mentioned before, auto in any medium you mm-hmm. want. So like VNs or like you said before, Tikyo. And also I think for LNs, there's this new reader by, I think it's Tusu is like the name. He made a really good uh, EPUB reader mm-hmm. where it has an auto function mm-hmm. and like it scrolls for you, the LN, and you can like adjust the speed. I think that also helps to force you to read Pacing, more. right? That's, that's something. Yes, pacing. Also manga. Mm-hmm. Uh, manga, people say isn't reading. Mm-hmm. But I think it helps for like getting into the notion of quickly like uh, glancing through a page and like going mm-hmm. to the next page. So it isn't really real reading, maybe, but it is good for speed reading, I think. Because I remember finishing like Hayate no Gotoku uh, is a manga which has like 500-ish chapters, right? Very long. That helped me get into like the kind of feeling of reading manga more quickly. Kind of like just glancing over things, understanding things quickly, and then, you know, I, so there I guess too many lookups with with that one. No, no. For me, it was quite easy. Uh, and even if I like, I could look up something. I didn't really bother unless it was fundamental to my understanding. Like, if I didn't right. like, look up this, I would not understand the plot. If I can still understand it, I would just like kind of skip it and it's like you know continue to try and read faster. So I I see Swaggy P and Twitch saying no, no manga is real reading. Oh, what what are your <laughs> thoughts on that? It comes down to a density thing, right, Doth? Yeah, I mean, if you're watch, if you're reading things like Berserk, then yeah, that's definitely reading. Uh, if it's like, because I, for me, most of the manga I read, I think some of you guys might know my Annie list with all my manga. Most of them are like very easy rom coms, like shitty rom coms that I like just reading in my spare time. And I wouldn't really put that as reading, uh, but it is very enjoyable, to say the least. Those are like my guilty pleasures in Japanese. Yeah, that's that's something that okay, so. So taking taking your advice to heart here, Doth. Uh, it, it sounds like if you're if you're still looking up words, don't don't worry too much about speed. Build up your base vocabulary set, and then worry about the speed part of it. Um, and that that matches with what I've been looking into recently, which I don't really care necessarily so much about speed because every time I look into like how to read faster, speed reading courses come up, and they're trying to sell me something, and it's like I eh, don't know that I completely buy into it. And so instead, what I started looking into was how do I comprehend more as I'm reading? And the, the mm-hmm. things that came up were, I mean, first off, have a vocabulary built up. And then the second part is concentration. You, if you're getting distracted all the time with like your monkey mind, then you're not going to be able to comprehend it as much. It's not going to sink in. And, and it becomes quite noising it, right? 
And so I, that, that's what I'm at right now is I, I'm still fighting, I think, I think largely against concentration. So I'm, I'm looking into how to get around that. Yourself, though, do you, like, how do you deal with issues of concentration? To be honest, for me, actually, I find it harder to read in shorter sessions, especially okay. for like VNs, right? If it's like shorter sessions, like maybe 15 minutes, 30 minutes, I will probably read in a manga or maybe like a part of like an LN a few like uh, pages. But I don't know why for me, when I read visual novels, it has to be at least like a two hours or something like at least per sitting, right? Two hours and like a break for 10 minutes, two hours. Because I get too immersed in like the media mm -hmm. that if I stop, I feel it's kind of more mm -hmm. like. I just, I just got to go, you know, finish this uh, route or something. And so uh, for me, at least for VNs, it's the opposite. Uh, for manga and for LNs, I can, I guess, focus for shorter times. If it's about concentration in general, I do believe it's about getting rid of the background mm -hmm. noise. If you have like social media on, like Discord on or Line on, make sure you have that off. Uh, if possible, turn off your internet if you can. Uh, and also time yourself. Mm -hmm. So for me, especially during the holidays, because uh, I remember during like February or like March-ish, I had my spring holidays. I would read for 10 hours a day, if possible, right? Oh. And during that time, I joined Tadoku, which is like a reading competition. I was, I managed to get first place. That was very okay. uh, happy for me. I read like 20, 12K pages in a month, which is very nice for me. I think it's quite a good achievement, mainly because I would make sure that my usage of Discord was like... Uh, one to six. Mm -hmm. So for example, if I use Discord for 10 minutes, I would read at least one hour. So if I use, let's say, Discord, or like Facebook for one hour, I would have to read six hours that day. So, And so I think, yeah. I mean, uh, HMS LC asks, oh, uh, yeah. like, do you do any meditation or stuff like that, Doth, to improve concentration? Or is this just the oh. natural, the Doth? You can't explain it. It's just okay. the Doth. Mm-hmm. For meditation, uh, it kind of goes to my just daily habit because uh, okay. to break it clear, I am Muslim, I practice Islam, and I meditate five times a day. So I am very used to So is to that the secret to fluency? You just have to become Muslim? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, I think it would help you if you can get into meditation. Uh, but yeah, I think having a clear mind, having because uh, like I wake up pretty early in the morning, like uh, 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning, I meditate first. I kind of decide what I want to do for the day, nice. right? If I have like a few things to do, I kind of decide it. And so when I actually get into like reading, I can like focus on the reading, right? I mean, I guess I do still post on like DJT and other servers while reading because there's always that urge. Like you're listening to like the voice line, you already read it because like the voice line is kind of long and you want to just like check a post on Discord, maybe post something, right? Uh, but yeah, besides that, I do think meditation can help with uh, concentration, like just based on my personal experience. Okay. So. And I, I know, so this is from Josh uh, over on the Discord. Uh, this, is, this is an all play for all of us, but thoughts on sub-vocalization. You already kind of touched on that a bit. Um, I also have done a little bit of reading on the topic. What are your thoughts on sub-vocalization uh, while you're reading, Doth? So to be honest, I have tried to force myself to stop it, mm -hmm. like just read mm -hmm. it. Uh, but then in the long term, it has kind of hurt me. Like, it hurts my stamina, to be yep. honest. And so the way that I've kind of uh, gone against that is that uh, I would, like, let it be, but try and make sure that I don't, like, sub-vocalize everything. So, like, I'm reading, and then, okay, I sub-vocalize, like, maybe, like, a word or two, but that's fine, right? 
<laughs> but as long as I'm not reading a whole sentence like per word, I think it's mm-hmm. fine. And like like I mentioned before, auto helps with you stopping sub vocalization because you have to like uh, actually be conscious of like that that box or like the oh. chunk that you're reading, and then like. Just the auto is too fast that you can't actually sub vocalize and you just read the kanji. That's that's so. interesting because from you know, like I said, when you, when you look up how to read faster, it all comes up with speed reading courses, and the first thing they say is stop vocalization, sub sub vocalization. And then I've been looking into the legitimacy of that, and <laughs> it, the claim is pretty debated. That I mean, the way you actually understand stuff is by your brain, you know, essentially yes, quickly sub phonetically, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so, so it's like ah, I don't really think I want to stop sub vocalizing. I, w- I want to move faster, but that happens by just yes, reading more and having again concentration plus a, a vocabulary built up. Um, yeah, but it, there's also I have checked a few studies, mm-hmm. and there are some that mention the level of sub vocalization is also kind of genetic. Like some right. people sub vocalize very naturally, some don't. Uh, but in general, I think. It isn't something to be too conscious about. Mm-hmm. Like, if you actually concentrate to read faster, you read faster, even if you still sort of vocalize. Yeah. So, uh, Jordan, do, have you looked into this at all? Thoughts on that? Well, and and while um, that's going on, uh, Doth, the battery, it's oh. back. Do you oh, do you have no. thoughts on that? Do you, do you, any way you fix that? Let me try and okay. fix this first. Jordan, one. dance routine. <laughs> um, Not brought to you by Skype. Not brought to you by Skype. Um, <laughs> I don't sub vocalize. Well, I do, but like I don't. I just kind of try to keep reading and and worry about it later. I guess. Um, I don't. I don't try to focus too much on it. I feel like, you know, I'm you know absorbed into whatever I'm reading or I'm getting into it. So I try not to you know get bogged down by that. So you read the way you do, and you don't you don't really have to worry yeah, about whether or not you're yeah. sub vocalizing or something right. like that. Right. Yeah. I okay. feel like I talk in my mind. And, and, and normally, so it's just like, well, I think it's just kind of my thing. Um, okay, so while the Doth is figuring that out, if you guys have live questions in chat, go ahead and post them. Uh, this is definitely going to be a long one today. Um, we are getting a yeah. room tour. Oh, I, I am not sure if I can like get the camera because I only had two batteries, right? Okay. I was pretty sure they were both full. I don't mm-hmm. know if like streaming makes them lose battery much faster. I mean, oh. in the worst case scenario, we can still use my kind of shitty laptop. You want to sw- switch over to your laptop camera real quick? Yeah, we can try it. So yeah, hopefully... go, go ahead and try that. Um, in the meantime, uh, Jordan, have you been reading anything lately? Um, yeah, I've been reading actually the Kingdom Hearts light novel. Uh, okay. A friend of mine just got back from Japan and got me, I think, all the way until like, uh, I want to say Chain of Memories. So, uh, yeah, I've been reading that uh, light novel. All right. As you know, I, I despise Kingdom Hearts. So, once again, you brought up <laughs> Kingdom Hearts on, on the podcast. Uh, I, I see what you're doing. I, are you enjoying it, though? Because I know like light novels aren't something that comes naturally to you. Yeah. No, I actually am. I'm enjoying it. Um, I, I feel like I haven't played Kingdom Hearts in a while. So, I'm just like, oh, wow, this is a, a cool reminder. And there's even like little sprinkles of like extra stuff. You know, I've played the game, you know, more times than I can count. And I know you will eventually play a Kanji Eater. So, yeah. you know, I feel like I just got to keep telling you. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, this is my laptop cam. Uh, but we will, I will try and use my uh, digital camera until the battery dies. And then when it does die, I'm charging the second one. Hopefully we can kind of switch nice. between. I don't All know. right, let's keep some momentum going then. So back to the questions. Um, 
actually we'll, we'll jump to one that just came in from Yurus Dogger. Okay, not a rough username for me, sorry. Uh, questions for Doth, uh, at, at what extent do you prioritize language density when choosing immersion material? Ooh, at what extent? To be honest, for me, uh, at the beginning, I wanted to kind of skip through, right? Kind of have this explosive type of progress. So uh, I did always prioritize things that were quite above my level. So when I first tried reading visual novels, right, I started with, well, I started with something easy, right, Nekopara. Mm -hmm. But then I went to Island, which at the time was pretty hard for me. And then after Island, uh, which is like 2000-ish kanji, I, I went to DSRI, which I'm sure everyone kind of knows to be the pretty hard tuny uh, type of visual novel, which is like, what, 2700-ish kanji. And like from there, I kind of just increased myself. The problem is, maybe, is that how much uh, density do you want to be able to read? Because for me, I wanted to have more than N1 and just uh, be comfortable in the media I want to yep. read. But not too far that I would turn autistic, right? I, I kind of am, to be honest, but uh, I don't know, because I don't want to learn like Kobun or Kanbun, to be honest, mm. unless I need to. So the only studies I have with like uh, a long, what do you call it, like, traditional Japanese or like old Japanese is the ones I find in visual novels. Like besides that, I haven't really deep dived into it to be honest so so uh talking about building up your vocab i mean anki's probably a key part of that right doth talk to us a bit about what what's your secrets to the anki special sauce the anki special sauce huh uh to be honest my setup is pretty much the same to animate cards like the okay. settings uh also i never really found much trouble with like tweaking you know how there's like lapses right yep. like a card has how many steps, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I only have like three steps, so like five minutes, uh, six, six, 600 minutes. So like five minutes, 10 hours. So I'll, I'll have like card twice a day, review it, and then just to the next Interesting. Day. That's, that's so exactly like what I was card. thinking about experimenting with because what I found is I've been getting them into short-term memory well enough and then getting them into the long-term right. memory still is the struggle. And I, I, haven't, I haven't done the repping Anki twice in a day thing, but... Uh, I think that's something I'm going to be trying because ah, my, my Anki stats, despite me using Anki for a long time, I'm just now getting to the point where I'm like tweaking it every couple of weeks to see mm. if I'm actually getting improvement uh, because I, I think that's key is right now I, I, I prioritized adding a lot of things and not necessarily a high retention rate. Uh, and then that, that right. shows up when I go to take the DJT quizzes as like, oh, I'm familiar mm. with this one, but um, I only have a 70% oh, chance of getting um, it right, according to my Anki. So right. like, yeah. Uh, what? Uh, I mean, for anime cards, the setting, the main thing, or well, I mean, quick master speed yeah. cards, right? The main thing is having like a plus 90% retention. So you kind of work your way towards it, uh, maybe decreasing the amount of new cards, maybe changing out the lapses, but you work towards mm -hmm. that. And like once you reach that kind of golden spot of like 90% retention, yeah. uh, you can further tweak it, but honestly, I wouldn't go far to waste time. Yeah, I think that's- I'm definitely not there. That, I've, you know? I've got like 80 in my young cards and then my, my okay. mature is just all over the place because I changed formats and stuff, but that will work itself okay. out assuming I- build those up but some yeah also one thing to mention because i have been shilling the quick master speed cards a yeah. lot the vocab cards is because uh i came to no sentence cards quite late into my journey mm. like maybe 10 months in like i was already mining with vocab cards and like these already work wonders mm -hmm. for me 
And getting into sentence cards for me, I didn't see much merit yet. And I don't know, for me, if it's not broken, don't really yeah. fix it. So, so you mentioned your settings, they're pretty much stock, uh, except for you're doing Anki reviews twice a day, thanks to that, was it second step where it's like 610 hours yeah, later? Yeah, kind of. And yeah. then as far as stats, like, do you have an idea of like young versus mature, like where those stats are set? I, I do, yes. Because like I was thinking this would be actually mentioned. I did take like screenshots of it and I guess you can send it on the notes. Yeah. I have like Anki stats and stuff, kind of like a Google document like google drive with it my total time with anki is like 10 percent of my total immersion it's oh, like wow. 300 hours uh, half of it is writing actually because i grinded writing mm -hmm. a lot to be able to you know actually challenge the kanken my mining deck is only about 60 hours which i guess is quite a lot now that i think about it uh 15 around 15k cards around 3.5k kanji uh let's see my retention is around like 92 95 percent uh, for some decks that i'm very familiar with i have like 98 so i'm quite happy with that also i don't know i'm not always as strict to myself when it comes to reviewing anki uh like if i kind of know a nuance of a card and i can't really bother to like uh, relearn it i will just pass it to mm -hmm. be honest like it's an onomatopoe which like Honestly, I don't want to memorize the heart. Okay, I'll just like pass it. Like I see it. Oh, okay, I know this, and then you'll pass it. Because for me, at the end of the day, uh, well, maybe because of my habits. Very recently, Anki has kind of been just a reminder for me, instead of actually I'm learning in Anki, and I don't think you really learn in Anki to be honest. Well, you acquire in reading, right? You can like get uh, general exposure from Anki. So yeah, that's that's interesting that you touched on. So it's only ten percent of your total immersion or your total Japanese learning. I think it's like probably like twenty five or thirty percent of mine, and it's like at that point you almost stop enjoying it as much too. But it's it almost feels like a necessary evil. Um, and then with the like percentage, like yeah, I think I think a lot of this does come down to a natural ability because like you you getting like above ninety percent with base settings. It's like I'm gonna have to tweak quite a bit more take on quite a bit more reviews to actually get it up that high because uh lowly deck and i over here um but that's that's the way it is i guess do you are right. you picky with what you put into anki i Not feel anymore. like oh i don't know i have a, I have a love-hate relationship with it so it's like i'm using it now currently it's been like uh like 40 days consistently mm -hmm. so i was like okay cool but like sometimes i'm i'm like not i, I don't like oh, i don't want to add this are you, are you picky with it though to be honest, right, when I was beginning to get into like VNs and to actually read, I wasn't very picky. I would look up, I would look up everything, I would mine everything. And so what happens was, like after N1, and I'm looking back at my reviews, a lot of it is really easy cards actually. Mm -hmm. And only the harder cards are very recent. And so I think what has contributed to my higher attention is just like the amount of cards that I can just easily pass every time mm -hmm. I see. So like if I'm learning 20 new cards a day, actually it might not be 20 new cards. It's more like 10 new cards and like 10 cards that I honestly kind of know, mm -hmm. but I felt that I was uh, a, a slightly hesitant when I actually mm -hmm. saw it. And so like I just remind it or something. Is, is that about and how so, many you're adding a day there, Doth? Is it about 20 cards a day? Like how, how's that changed? Uh, It's like 20. That depends, because like for me, normally it's like 20 to 25 cards, new cards I learn, mm -hmm. right? If it's cards I add, 
it just depends because for me sometimes i can add like 300 cards a day 400 cards a day if i'm reading for like 10 hours and it's a hard thing uh, sometimes i only add like five cards so i don't cap myself on how many cards i learn mainly because it hasn't really concerned me i do have a massive backlog though and if yeah. you guys do not like that, I don't recommend gotcha. it. So, so you've built up a lot of <laughs> yeah, cards yeah. that you'll eventually get to, but you don't like make cards and then review them in the same day. No, no. Now, I would like to have a comparison with people who are like at a similar level to me or like have similar conditions, let's say uh, with skill or with time, and like compare between people who cap mining and people who don't. I think that would be kind of an interesting kind of topic to, you know, analyze. Absolutely. So... Um, moving on, so how ten percent of your time, your Anki reviews these days? How long you spend it on it? Uh, if I look at all the stats right until now, my average is like forty minutes per okay. day. But this is also uh, it's kind of katayoru. What's katayoru? It's like a lot of it is because yeah, it's... yeah, it's love side because I'm doing a lot of writing reps. Like half of my. Uh, reps are in writing mm. right for 150 hours and those take a longer time like on my normal average uh, mining deck it's maybe four seconds per card five seconds per mm -hmm. card at most uh, normally i can get maybe two and three to mm -hmm. be honest uh, but with a writing deck it takes like 15 seconds per card and that kind of you know adds to the number yeah that's so. I, just recently i've been trying to figure out how to get that speed up and i i'll share some tips in the next one don't need to bog this one down but how to do those cards faster um and again it comes down to concentration right if you're easily distracted like 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 myself uh it's these things take longer um so doth is there any point you think you'll just stop using anki is or is this something a commitment for Ooh. life interesting so for me right I do feel that sooner or later I'll come to like this plateau where I don't really need Anki. Mm -hmm. Like I can just read normally. I can just look up when I don't know something kind of thing. But I do feel that Anki is just nice to have, even if you don't really uh, review it often, right? It's just a kind of database you have that like, oh, you maybe review it like, I don't know, th three months later. And oh, this word, uh, I'm reminded of it mm -hmm. like after a year or so. And so that is a nice thing just to have, I think. Uh, I don't know if you're like already good. You have to use Anki. You probably don't really, to be honest. Uh, but it's just because like Anki forces you to learn, right? It forces you to learn new words. It forces you to review. And so this momentum always pushes you to kind of uh, develop, right? The only problem would be there's kind of a, a limit to that, right? Because you start getting into like, the weird kanji, the ikki kanji. Like, because I'm past 3,000, kind mm -hmm. of, right? But then there's, like, the 5,000-ish. There's the 6,000-ish, where it's, like, literally all the kanji. And you have to ask yourself, do you need to learn all of them mm -hmm. or not, right? If you just want to be fluent uh, in Japanese, like, speak normally, kind of re read normally, then, uh, and you're not into the classics, maybe not so. So, yeah, I guess it comes back to, like, what are you using Anki for? And, of course, Anki can be used for a lot of other things, right? Like, for, for grammar, for, like, memorizing poems in Japanese, blah, 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 so... I do want to jump back to one question from Shoei, um, which is around: Do you ha, have you have you ever done anything with like useless words? Um, I, I know you mentioned sometimes you'll just pass like some onomatopoeia, but do you ever feel like you've mined a useless word? I I have mined a few useless words, like very ancient traditional Japanese, uh, like uh, what do you call it, instruments or like clothing, mm. blah blah blah. 
because like uh, I was reading Kajiri Kamikagura, mm-hmm. right, uh, the sequel for DSRI, and there would be scenes where they mention. I think it's very fascinating cultural wise, but is it a useful word? I wouldn't really say so, yeah, to be honest. Gotcha. Uh, and I mean, would you, so when you come across those words again, like just because it's useless, does it still feel like it's worth learning to you? Is that? Uh, For for me, it's more not useless or not. It's more like, oh, do I like this word or not? Does this look cool or not? Right. Uh, so I do have some kind of phrases that I have added to my Mm -hmm. Anki. Like the very first Yojijukugo I learned was like, Kokon Tozai. I added that, even though at the time I didn't think it was kind of useful. Mm -hmm. Uh, also stuff like Ningu no Samedoki or like Taga o Shimeru kind of thing kind of like harder words kind of thing uh, but I still like the ones I mentioned before uh, Shou and Hachiriku or Hachiriki I think those you would never see them in normal mm-hmm. life and even if you mentioned them I think only like the really weebs would know <laughs> so or, or like if you're learning for EQ specifically mm-hmm. I guess it would be useful but besides that not really gotcha. so, so uh, one thing Shoei uh, also asked was uh, do you have like a favorite Japanese dictionary? What's your dictionary setup look like? Uh, to be honest, I haven't thought too much about okay. that because like in Yomi-chan for me, as long as I like the uh, the glossary, right, the meaning, like the example sentences, if there are any, then I'll just add that. Up to now, I've liked Daijirin, mm-hmm. to be honest. Meikyo, kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, Kojien, not really, to mm-hmm. be honest. So if... If I'm going to check my settings, I think it's like Daijirin, Meikyo, Daijisen, Nandake, Kojien, like the other kind of things, other, I don't read really okay. dictionaries. But, so. and, and as far as like going monolingual, like were you just doing that from day one? How'd you get there? Ah, uh, yeah. So like I did check my Anki very recently because mm-hmm. I, was, I was actually quite interested in that. Uh, I started to go monolingual when I was reading Island. So actually kind of quite early into it. Mm. Uh, so what I would do is I would look at the Japanese definition. If I understood, I would use it. If not, then I would just go to English mm. kind of thing. And then this progressed until eventually, I think, after I finished Island, most of my cards were in Japanese. Mm. Besides like animals, because like in Japanese, they were like, explain the animal, mm. right? This dog has four legs. This thing has blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that's kind of useless, I think. And also like scientific terms, like mm-hmm. uh, momentum or like potential energy, where like they would explain it in Japanese, but you already know the concept yeah. in English. So, okay, very cool. Uh, so let's let's talk about getting into the tests. Um, so I think you already touched touched on this. So gr- has has grinding through the Kotoba quizzes been helpful for your Japanese? That was from our boy Jama. Ooh, Jama. Okay. The Kotoba quizzes, right? So for me, they're also, they're a guilty pleasure. Mm. And they're also one of my uh, biggest regrets, the Kotoba quizzes. Uh, because they're not efficient time-wise, to be very mm-hmm. honest, right? The ease of access is really good. Because like you're opening Discord, you're about to shit post, but you remember <laughs> to yourself, no, I got to learn Japanese. <laughs> but you don't want to open a visual novel, right? You don't want to like get a book. And so, okay, I'll just do some Kotoba quizzes, you know, better than nothing, right? And so that has been a guilty pleasure for me, to be honest. Okay. I have racked up a lot of friends. It has helped my Japanese in the sense I've gotten better at those quizzes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so if you're like specifically wanting to be better at those and, you know, practice at those are a good idea. And like if you're preparing for attorneys, because like DJT just had a caught up attorney, I guess I would grind a bit there. But there are some decks I would prefer over others. So 
I don't know if everybody knows this. I know the GJT guys do. There's a deck called Hard Deck, H-A-A-R-D. It has a lot of hard words, you know, very simple. But the, the range of the deck is really big, and it isn't good for learning. Mm. It's good for practicing, testing yourself, how much you know kind of thing, right? But you should not conquest it at all costs, at all, you know, even if you're forced to. So, uh, But some I would recommend would be the grammar decks, I think, are kind of good. They do have mistakes, and they're kind of uh, wacky, uh, but they have helped me to kind of, like, differentiate between similar grammar points because there would be, like, a sentence you'd have to, like, put in the blank, and the answer would be all similar. Mm -hmm. And so I think that helped me quite a bit for GLBT. I mean, besides the normal grammar books, like Shinkansen, which I would definitely recommend. Yeah, uh, let's let's talk about how did you tackle grammar? So it sounds like Anki cards, the Shinkansen, what else? Yes, so... Like the Nihongo no Mori videos are really good mm-hmm. in the sense that you can go through them very fast, right? Like there's some sample sentences. The sample sentences don't always like give the nuance of the grammar, but at least it helps you to expose yourself. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of goes to this kind of grand theory I have about exposure. And I think also Jama mentions it in his own video, his progress video a while ago, uh, that you acquire things. And I think everybody kind of agrees with this, but like it's not that held as a notion is that you acquire things through reading you have to look at things multiple times to get it Uh, but to start that off you have to have an initial exposure and so the reason core decks are so good they kind of advance that initial exposure so then you get to see the word as fast as you can and then like you kind of compound or like consolidate it doing your reading so the the normal way that you would learn a word is that you would come across it once right you would mine Mm -hmm. it that's you learning the word you would then review it in Anki. Second step is compounding it. And then the third step is you coming across it again in reading, which is you acquiring it after a few times. So what I think a core decks or like the Kotoba quiz helps is that it combines the two first steps. So learning and like compounding. And so you just get both of them, right? You, you get exposure, you get a review, and then it just comes down to you uh, acquiring it. And so... This is one of the reasons I think a lot of successful people have grinded. Well, for me, it was Kotoba, which I don't really like. But for others, it's the Cortex. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people uh, that have gotten into reading quite fast have done a lot of uh, cards in their Cortex. So like the 3K core or 2K 2.3. Uh, to name a few people, I believe, like Nana, who's mentioned before. And also, I think QM2, they did like 50 to 100 uh, cards per day. Just like finish the deck as as possible. I also know Burn. He did the 10k core deck. He is a very tuny type of guy. He has read Sangokushi, and that is a very hard kind of a novel. So you uh, just he, go through that and then read as much as possible, pretty much is, is right. the approach. Okay. Right. So like I think I think this is better for like new people. But also, I guess if you're kind of already into it, you can just re review the deck, like start. Uh, where there's a new word you don't know and then like continue from there. Mm-hmm. But like the main point is that you get into reading as fast as possible. And then during reviews, when you feel that you can get rid of the deck, you just get rid of it and just go straight to uh, normal reading and normal mining. Mm-hmm. So just having the, the quickened exposure, which I also think is uh, one of the benefits from RRTK, mm-hmm. is you get exposure to kanji quicker, right? Mm-hmm. Although I don't think it's a good way to learn kanji, a way to learn vocab. It's just like, to have initial exposure, which helps you kind of fasten the process. Yeah, you said you learned in the, the post, I remember you saying you learned about 100 or 1,000, and then you were like, okay, I'm done. And you jumped into kanji straight away, right? Yes. So, so like, like, 
afterwards, how did you, I'm sorry, afterwards, how did you pick up more kanji? Did you continue to learn kanji, like, in that similar format on your own? Oh, no. So, like, after a thousand, I think, was also, because in kanji study, the app, it can also order from frequency, right? So I studied the 1000 kind of most frequent kanji in that sense. And it wasn't really me like learning how to read the kanji, like learning what was the uh, common words with it. But it's just like looking at a kanji, recognizing the meaning, that's it. Just one point of information. And then when I got into reading, I would see these kanji in words. Okay, I kind of get that meaning, kind of like a Chinese person who knows kanji, but they don't know the reading in Japanese or the words. And then you see it as a word, you mine it as a word. And so you, after that, for me, after like kind of consolidating those, I would learn kanji just from words. I would not learn individual kanji because it's useless, especially if you have like English keywords. It's honestly useless, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like retention will be awful. And also you don't know the words to use mm-hmm. them. Like not only is your passive vocab bad, you don't have any active vocab. Mm-hmm. And so just learning from vocab, uh, getting the kanji from it. Because like when you think, do I know a kanji? You can know if you can get an example word from yep. it or example phrase using that kanji. And so, you know, just learn from vocab, learn from words. So uh, let's, let's take a quick step back. As far as like the immersion diet that you've been going on here, like time-wise, like do you have an average or normal hours per day that you're spending on this and specifically learning Japanese? Okay, interesting. Uh, so like time logging, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, in my post, I did mention that on weekdays, I would go at least one to two hours. So take like an average 1.5, but I would focus on weekends. Yeah. So I would try and like get an empty schedule, get six to 10 hours, like at least eight hours of reading. Mm-hmm. Because at least for me, these extended uh, periods of time, intensive readings, uh, like settings would like boost my Japanese much better. Mm-hmm. Because I have this kind of initial warm up, like I have to read for one hour before I kind of get... Uh, ready uh, and I can actually read much faster and mine much faster mm-hmm. at least for me it was that and of course you know holidays I would focus very much to try and get as much time as I can when I had the free time I do think consistency is important mm-hmm. but I also think like in general having a lot of time to you know put in Japanese because like I checked my logs like throughout the year and even though I would only get like two hours in normal days the average would still be like over four hours a day like four point six four point eight hours right. a day okay that uh, good to know um that's that's interesting because I think it all depends on how efficient how efficient you are with that time um I, I won't belabor the point though uh let's let's move on to some more questions so uh Tome P asks about uh the kanken test what what can you tell us about you know just in general where you're headed with it why are you doing it introduce people to what your thoughts on it okay great so yeah kanken oops oh you want to switch batteries real quick (laughs) yeah i think i will actually so fuck i need to come Back in the screen. There you go. Stretch out your neck. <laughs> I'm also curious about Das' opinion, even yours, uh, Kanji. Um, so it seems like mining is the way, like mining things from you know you're enjoying but uh what if you like i'm i'm curious like if you don't have time like 
the one gentleman he mentioned uh did the 10 10k deck and like yeah. went through that so it's like would going through that and reading be just as good i the important thing that we keep talking about is that reading is the key, right? So it, yeah, regardless yeah. of what you're doing in Anki, like Anki is just going to help the stuff stick better. So true, true. Yes, focus focus true. on the reading, supplement with Anki. If you don't have time to do the sentence mining, then your reading is going to be less efficient because you're not, you're not going to be retaining as many words. You're going to have to be looking up more stuff. But I mean, the reading is going to be the important part there. Right, and it it sounds like from Doth's perspective on it is, you spend ten hours on it whenever you can. Like you you put massive chunks of time into it, and I mean Doth, like when you're talking about these doing these ten hour sessions, that's not ten hour Anki sessions. That's ten hour reading sessions yes. supplemented by Anki at some point. Yes, yes. When you're reading, are you are you mining or creating sentences or no? It's just like strictly like reading. I'll look up a word and then be like, okay, let me move on. Oh, it did. I did mention it before. Like, I have like harder reading sessions where I read the hard VN and everything, mm -hmm. and also kind of leisure reading, like just manga. Because for me, I think the main thing is in that ten hours, I keep on reading and I have fun with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, for example, let's say I have a bad day, right? I I'm like two hours into reading VN, and suddenly I don't want to read anything. Okay, I'll just open up a manga, Nisi manga. I'll just go through that while I kind of gain back my stamina. Maybe like go for a walk first, then take a shower, blah blah blah. And then if I can go back to Vienna, I'll go back kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But as long as I have kind of a goal to have in mind for the day or like a VN, because like uh, in DJT or like the Moi way, they have monthly VNs. So I will try and read them. But also I think just making sure what you're doing at the moment is, uh, you know, enjoying for you mm -hmm. is quite important. But of course, uh, if you want to challenge yourself, right, and you want to read something hard, uh, that is also, you know, very valid. If you can like mine... Uh, from that, that's also good. Because mm -hmm. uh, I think some people, they don't mind being bored as long as they are learning more. So, mm -hmm. you know, back to the person, I guess. So back to the Kankan, Kankan test. Uh, thought, oh, yeah. Thoughts on that? What uh, What's driving you on that? And what's your approach? True, true. So like uh, after JLPT, right, N1, uh, I need to have a new goal, right, a new <laughs> targets. And uh, so to me, at least, uh, the next one I thought was good was Kankan, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was also because I was still in that kind of speed running uh, consciousness that oh I, I need to get next goal and to do something right, uh, but also because when I did try out because at the time, uh, Quick Master, uh, Quick QM, he had his Kankin deck about to go out, mm. and then I thought to myself oh I guess trying that out would be fun and I tried out like writing right writing kanji and it turns out to be pretty fun to be honest at least for me because I have a laptop and it's touchscreen. And so I just use my pen and like, you know, write on that. Nice. And so when I got into it, it felt fun. I just continued and I grinded the deck. And then I applied for Kanken. Because also I have a few friends like uh, Thry, who's also a pretty big name, I think, in DJT. He's also Taiko and he's very good in pitch accent and talking. He's also taking Kanken with me. I think Sam, who's a big name too, he's studied for quite a long time. He might also take Kanken. He's like Jun-Iki close to EQ level actually mm. so very big Dai Senpai so, so what I'm hearing is it's, it's the next goal you gotta have something that you're targeting with, with your language learning endeavors and uh, I mean any, right. any idea when you'll be taking it I am actually taking it next month next month okay, oh, okay. Nice. yes good luck man yeah uh, I mean I'm 
kind of waku waku because <laughs> I have practiced quite a lot. Uh, and also one thing, I don't know if this is a good idea or not. I applied for two tests at the same time. Mm. So, well, the different times, but like on the same day. Mm-hmm. For Jun Nikyu, the pre two, and also two, level two. Okay. Uh, mainly because I already finished the pre two book because I have like a book set and mm-hmm. I practice with it mm-hmm. and I'm pretty confident to pass it. But if possible, I also want to pass the level two. Like if I can get that on the same time, then uh, I think that would be really good for me. I don't know if it's a world record or not, but at least because uh, I want to have these certificates that when I do apply for master's degree, uh, when I do uh, go for a job, something differentiates me from the rest. Mm-hmm. So like uh, if, if it's a job, uh, normally foreigners only have N1, but I'll have Kankin. So like at least people will know I know kanji. I can read. <laughs> Uh, if it's like a master's degree and I want to maybe take Japanese studies, because like there's this very interesting uh, course at Oxford called MSc Japanese Studies, so like a master in science of Japanese studies. Mm-hmm. It has a lot to do like politics, comparative culture. And one of the like uh, supplementary documents that you can have is Kanken and JLPT. And of course, I would choose Kanken. It also, also just like for completion of all the different tests to have is nice, I think. So, so, so what about the, like you mentioned? You do one to two hours of practice on like your your daily busy engineering schedule, but like is yes. that with like writing too, or is that is that outside of this? Oh yeah. So I have tried to do daily reps with writing, mm-hmm. and to be honest, I haven't been able to keep up. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I finished the deck in like two three weeks of like constant study during like one of my holidays, right? I would do like a hundred uh, cars a day. But then like when it came to the reps, it, it literally came back to me. It's, it's mm. a boomerang, right? Mm. You do too many cars and then it comes to like to review hell. Mm. Uh, and like I, I try to chip as much as I can. Like on a day, I'll do like maybe 15, 10, 30 minutes of repping. Uh, I maybe read more. And also one thing I want to mention is that like for me, two hours per day is on a very like, busy base i guess mm-hmm. uh like very recently in my uh, semester i have been taking less classes so i think i have more time to kind of immerse gotcha. that's also because last semester it was hell on earth <laughs> so like i took like 31 credits oh my gosh. Ooh, like god yeah i know i am quite the oh. i am the doth so yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah you can handle <laughs> yeah. it while other mere mortals like us could not get it uh, that yeah, as long as I can keep a relatively good score for Max, I can keep my scholarship. I think I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have less courses now. I can have more fun with Japanese, which is I'm happy for that. So so uh, let's let's talk a little bit. This one's from Saku. Uh, retroactively, what would you change in the past? And then JLR zero three zero nine, totally not a robot. Ooh. Um, what what would you keep the same? So what would you have changed? And what would you say mm-hmm. are things that you would have kept the same? So for things I would keep the same would probably be my general uh, MIN1 prep, right? The way that I uh, would read first, get a good fundamentals, right? And then go into kind of GLPT practice just like two months before, maybe through Shinkansen or like some grammar study. Uh, so always focusing on immersion. What I would do different would be because I did a lot of early output, right? I would talk to the Obasans and I think that's very time inefficient. Because I didn't have the vocab, yeah. right? It was more like uh, me practicing listening with like 60% comprehension yeah. and like kind of just getting basic. I think that was a lot of time waste, to be honest. I think the uh, relations are very good to have, but for learning, I don't think it's good to have early output. And so I would focus more on vocab, maybe go through 
the 2.3k core deck as fast as possible. Uh, maybe have isolated kanji if I need it. If not, then, you know, just go straight into reading, go into mining, and then maybe think about N1 after like nine months of study. So like after the one year point, I would be able to get it, hopefully. And of course, this assumes like my normal uh, intensive uh, hours. So like in general, maybe four to five hours a day. But for me, like during holidays and during the weekends is where I most put my you know effort in. So. And did you mention that like for those core decks that you delete them afterwards and you only keep your mining ones or like uh, when you're grinding through some of these? True, true. Like I mentioned before, how if the reviews were too much for me and I felt that uh, I could learn more from reading, I would just mm. like drop the deck. Maybe not delete it, maybe like suspend it sure. or like just not. Yeah. Uh, also, I guess I would change Kotoba for more Anki. Like, you know, instead of me being lazy and just doing Kotoba, I'd actually just do more Anki reps maybe. Mm. That's one thing. Maybe have less friends, but more meaningful relations. Like I mentioned before, having a partner mm -hmm. where you're very close, very good chemistry, you can talk for hours. I think that's much better for output. Gotcha. So uh, we, we kind of just skimmed over the whole in one part of this. I mean, you already talked about it quite a bit in your post. Anything else you'd like to fill in the unwashed masses on what, um, it, what it is with the in uh, one? I mean, your philosophies around it, why you took it, that sort of thing. I mean, like I said before, in one for me was... Uh, like half a necessity half because i wanted to you know uh, get a good understanding of my japanese kind of push myself uh but to be honest i think if you already can read like hard vns hard lns mm. the reading part and the vocal part shouldn't be hard it's more like yeah. you getting used to the test maybe like conforming with some of like the different type of questions because some of the reading questions can be a bit tricky mm -hmm. to be honest although the texts aren't that hard mm -hmm. uh i have made a a bit of a detailed document because like when uh i finished the glpt n1 uh i had a friend that kind of gave me a site which had kind of some of the answers i would check and oh okay i got this kind of raw score and then like, it converted to this uh score afterwards and to me actually some of it was interesting because like listening I thought listening was very easy, mm -hmm. to me at least. It was much easier than audiobooks. It was much easier than podcasts or radios. Uh, but I only got a 40. It was my lowest score. I got a 45 out of 60. Mm -hmm. Even though I was only kind of confused on like two, maybe three questions. So that was quite interesting. Hmm. So let's, let's jump into the content recommendations here. So we got a oh, couple okay. from Jama uh, around... Uh, what what have you been your favorite visual novels, like novels and other pieces of media um, by enjoyment? Okay, cool. So if this is by enjoyment, and I'm guessing like the next one's like by Japanese. Yes, by improvement. Yep. Okay, yeah. Uh, I would differentiate because like there are some VNs, like most for me, most of the VNs that I've learned a lot from, I also enjoy them a lot. Uh, but if I had to differentiate between them, like let's let's go anime, VNs, light novels, and manga, I guess. For enjoyment, my favorite anime uh, would be Majo no Tabi Tabi. I really like that. K-On! Also, I really like that. Uh, Vivi, very recently, really good anime. Uh, I guess it can be kind of hard if you're not used to like the info dumps that are pretty fast. And then there's this uh, film, this movie that I really liked. It's called Makuya. I think I the Japanese like Sayonara no Asa, uh, Hana no Yakusoku wa Kasaro, or something like that. Yeah, uh, those are anime. For light novels, the ones I really enjoyed were, of course, the Mommy LN. It's the easiest LN ever, I think. One out of ten. 
on difficulty. Uh, 10 out of 10 uh, in very cute Cho uh, Jungai. Okay. Uh, Hakomari, which a lot of people don't like, to be honest. And I can understand why, because like the first few uh, volumes are very tuny, very weird. And only the ending is really like impactful for me because I also read it in English, so I, I I couldn't I don't mind going through like the initial boring chapters. Otonari no Tenshi is also a light novel I really like. So I like I mainly like just like rom coms and stuff. Mm-hmm. For the ends, the ones that I did really like, of course Nekopara. I have to mention this. I don't know if it's a good VN for learning Japanese. Actually, it's one of the easiest VNs ever. So if you are new to reading if you have only like what 800 kanji it's definitely something you know on your alley uh tokyo necro is one that i really liked at the end uh of course i will mention like dsri kajiri kaguri kamura kajiri kamui kagura but like those are also like hard and you know enjoyment and also difficulty did you wait till after uh, you hit see. the end one to hit some of those more difficult ones or were you tackling like that before mm, well like for dsri yeah. And also, I think the the Moiway server will have it as the kind of quarterly, monthly VN and on November. Mm-hmm. I th- I think that's an interesting experiment to have, like how much it will actually like affect people in their reading. Because mm-hmm. for me, I felt that it was very hard. Although I did, to be honest, uh, take a lot of the monologue, very ambiguous monologue at face value. I wouldn't mm-hmm. think too much into it because I had this problem where I would think too much into a VN, and I would kind of lose my enjoyment. This happened to me with Sayan Uta. And a bit towards the end of like DSRI. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just like, like as a precaution. Uh, but no, I did finish up to like the third route, Mari's route, uh, before N1. And then I finished the last route kind of uh, after N1. Like I finished it like 2021, like January or something. And then after that, I did like Kajiri Kamikagura. Okay, okay. And then so in rank yeah. of how they improved your Japanese, like what would you say would be your top things that helped improve? Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, I also want to mention before, like, oh, manga, short, uh, no, no, actually, wait. Yeah, okay, I'll just get into improvement. So for anime, the ones that improved me the best were the hard anime. Mm-hmm. So, like, there were some anime about, like, very different topics, mm-hmm. right? Politics, uh, tuny kind of, uh, well, very vast kind of anime. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, military kind of anime. All of these types of anime, they help a lot with listening, with mining vocab. Even though, like, kanji-wise, they might not be as dense as visual novels. So, like, for politics side, the first really hard anime I watched was Mao Yu, mm-hmm. or Mao Yusha. I think some of you might know that. Yeah. That was very hard. And uh, to me, although it wasn't as interesting as the manga, to be honest, I did mine quite a lot from it, and it actually helped me quite a lot. Then Monogatari series, very good anime, very hard, I guess. And then you learn quite a lot from it. Uh, also, like similarly with that in kind of concept, Tatami Galaxy is also very fast, very hard, and I think it's a really good anime. So, uh, and then re- yeah, uh, real quick, when, when you're watching these animes, are you always watching them subbed, or is it have you transitioned uh, off of subs? So, I don't know if this is the best way, but when I did watch them, at least for like Maoyu, I was using subs mm-hmm. because if I didn't use subs, I wouldn't get anything. And mm-hmm. at least for me at the time, while I was reading subs, I was getting used to like the speed of it because at the time I wasn't able to read as fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I would just follow the subs kind gotcha. of thing. And I think that it, it then it kind of ends up as me reading anime, to be honest. Right, it becomes like some Kikiyomi practice where it's like, well, at <laughs> least it's, it, I mean, it's more comprehensible, right? And comprehensible input True. is the key. So, okay, sorry. I, I inter- yeah, for, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. For like Monogatari... Mm-hmm. 
at first I read it, I watched it with uh, subs, but then like I kind of rewatched it again without them, and like it helped kind of boost my confidence in listening. For military anime, I also think it's a good uh, anime to have. Mm. They're very dense. Like one of them I did watch was Heavy Object. I think it was really fun. Recent, very recently, uh, 86 is also a pretty good anime. I think the light novel is much more dense though. And I think one like anime that a lot of people throw about, a very good one, is what's that like legend of the galactic heroes that's yes that is a good anime i haven't watched like a lot of it but like at least from now i might try and like finish it i also think like it it would help i'm a big fan of that author because yeah i've been reading through arsene sinki and that's by the same guy and yeah it's it's awesome nice nice yeah uh for viennes i think everybody knows my rex at this point Right. Yep. Uh, Island Sayonuta Desirai. One thing I didn't mention in my Reddit post was I read this Bishoujo uh, VN called Taisho X Alice. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it to people because I don't really find it as interesting, but it did help me uh, read. And like for, for one example, uh, they have these very like common words in VNs, but you might not really see them more in like general reading. You know how like there's this Ashiheng? And like next to it, there's like a lot of different types of radicals. Mm-hmm. And so you have words like matagaru uh, or sumazuku, hizamazuku, sushikau, kind of those type of words. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I found a lot of them in that kind of VN. Mm-hmm. And also it has to this point, like if you guys know my Discord uh, status message, a part of it is actually taken from that VN. The jinsei wa muso deari, kuso deari, tad no da. And like kind of that kind of uh, wording, mm. I got it from there. Uh, so yeah, that's that. For manga, like I said before, very long manga are very good. Like Berserk, Hayate no Gotoku, Shokugeki no Soma is also one I really like. So yeah. Did you have something you were going to ask there, Jordan? No. Uh, well, goes back to the um, like you were saying with manga, you took it kind of easy, so it's like mining from that was that uh, that wasn't really a main source for you right it was just more of like okay like i did i did my light novel or i need to take a break and i'm gonna switch mediums type of thing correct yeah yeah okay okay yeah i mean i i would need input from people who actually mine a lot of uh from manga i would like to know from you, you guys maybe i from don't the I, I do it's, it's 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 maddening for me i feel like i couldn't do it <laughs> hmm. like one thing i did try was uh, I would read a manga, I think on like some app or something, right? And like the funny thing is that app, uh, it's in Japanese, but it would allow me to like save the photos of it. Mm-hmm. And oh, then nice. I would like put it on Google Photos, right? And then I would just, uh, in my laptop, I would take it from Google Photos and like add the like the page of it. That's so, a lot of work. I've done that, that before helped. though. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, it's much more work than like VNs where you just like Snap. click, click, and then yep. like I don't record. Yeah. Yeah. Or like uh, anime, like the MPV. If you guys haven't used it, I really like the Anacreon, uh, what do you call it, plugin, I guess, add-on, uh, the script. Because yep. it's literally just, you know, copy, paste, and then you get the card mm-hmm. done. So, so uh, what about, uh, so we're getting into the real questions now. So Thixis asks, uh, what are the top three anime waifus you got there? Anime waifus, that is a hard question. Like, I have a lot of, I mean, if it's not just anime, if it's like VNs and in general, I have quite a lot of waifus, to be <laughs> honest. Like, uh, if it's anime, Monogatari series has a lot of waifus I would like to have. Like, Senjo Gahara is one of my waifus. 
Uh, I mentioned one of my favorite anime, uh, Majino Tabitabi. Elena is also pretty good waifu material. And Uregairu, uh, Yuki no Yukiyoshita, is also one I really like. Uh, if, if I can talk more, like VNs, there's also a lot of very waifuable characters. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I mentioned before, Kajiri Kamikagura. Like the one I use for my profile picture, uh, Kyogetsu Sakuya is also very waifuable, I think. Some people might hate her voice, but I really like it. Uh, also, I mentioned before, I finished Mari Ru in DSRI. That's also a very good waifu for me. And no, Tokyo Necro, I really liked that. Vien, uh, Hyogyo Iria. Is also a really good waifu. So, and then Chicken gets into the... Or did you have more? Sweet Mercy, the Doth, did you uh, have more? I, I, I have... <laughs> go, go. I have, I have like, uh, waifus in general, right? Mm. So, like, in gacha games and stuff. One waifu I think everybody should know, because there's this uh, kind of analysis video, I think it's, like, the best video made, period, mm-hmm. uh, about waifus, is Tubi from Nier Automata. Mm. I will I will send the link if I can to Twitch chat. You guys have to see this video. I okay, love it. we'll we'll put it in the description as well. Um, yes. So that is the video. Uh, uh yeah. So so, so video, getting into it. the grand finale, chicken from the well, I would say from our Discord, but really originally the <laughs> DJT asked. Uh, so how many arrow gay do you have to read to reach fluency? Oh, that is a hard question. I mean, it depends on what you say fluency is, to mm-hmm. be honest. If it's like reading, being able to read anything you come across very naturally, or like things you want to come across. Uh, I'm looking, like I'm referencing from the Dice Empire, mm-hmm. Chronopolis, HMLC, H- Ham Slice, yeah, and Raw Potato, Rare Potato, it would be like 40 plus VNs, 50 plus VNs is the kind of the safe spot, to be honest. I'm still at 25, so I think I have ways to go. Uh, but yeah, if that's the fluency you mean, then <laughs> I guess 40. 40 is like kind of moege and chuni anime. There we go. If you're, yeah, 40. If you're like full just chuni anime, you, the only ones you read are the hard anime, maybe 20. But you have to read everything. Like DSRI, Kajiri Kamikagura, Muramasa, all of like the Nitro Plus, all of the Marini visual novels. And I think you would reach fluency at that point. All right. Good, good, good to know. Chicken, you got your question answered. <laughs> All right, so hey, th- here's here's an interesting one from chat. Uh, so Q Desio asks, uh, Doth, who should be interviewed next? Rare Potato, Comey. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about Comey though. I I would be really interested about Rare Potato because he's the savant who reads ten hours per day very consistently. Mm-hmm. He has like what a hundred plus, v- yeah, Rare at one hundred and ten VNs. Uh, I don't know if he's willing to be interviewed, but I think it would be very sure. interesting. Also, I think HMCL Ham Slice would also be a very good one to interview. He has like 10 hours, uh, 10 years plus in Japanese. Right. He has a Japanese wife. He has kids, a kid. So. The, the Doth has True given you instructions. You're going to have to be interviewed now. You don't have a choice. That's what the Doth just said. So uh, <laughs> we'll make it happen. All right. So... Uh, the Doth, did you want to give us a quick room tour and talk a little bit about this Japanese experience now? Uh, yeah, sure. Actually, that was one thing I wanted to uh, show you guys if you are interested. It's kind of like a small tour, to be honest. So let me just check here. And let me get my camera. So, you know, <laughs> my camera has been pretty bad with me. I thought it would be like three hours more, but apparently it had like some technical issues this is my room kind of if you guys can see hopefully right i have a piano here kind of keyboard this is like my workspace I mean, that's the most asian thing in that room is that piano there <laughs> yes 
What kind of piano is that, actually? I'm actually in the market Yamaha, to get one. I think it's like a 70 key one, I think. Mm-hmm. To be honest, because of Japanese, I haven't been able to practice piano as much, even though I'm Asian. Thank- it's like a necessity. <laughs> thank-, thank goodness. Yeah, Leave that- some hobbies it- for the rest of us to master the dog. <laughs> yeah, that that is my uh, beloved uh, bookshelf. So it has a lot of like the uh, VNs, oh, the LNs that I would like to read. And so like starting from next summer, I think you guys can see Monogatari there. Yep. I have like most of the volumes and I plan to like read them all from the beginning. In in I a single sitting? Is that what I'm hearing, Doth? Uh, <laughs> I don't know in a single sitting though. That would take, what, a hundred hours? But definitely uh, in a month, hopefully. Because okay. I think there's another Tadoku uh, competition. Right. And I want to win again, maybe. <laughs> Get like 10k uh, points again. So, yeah. All right, so hopefully. Oh yeah, any any closing comments on that tour there, Doth? Uh, let's see. Uh, you guys should come to Japan. There we go. It's quite amazing here. If you can speak Japanese, especially, get into a traditional apartment. The ones with the shoji, the ones with the uh, genkan with the tatami, mm-hmm. and you get that full Japanese experience. It, it looks like you have so. some extra room inside your room. Are you looking for a roommate, Doth? Uh, I do have a roommate with me okay. now. Uh, I yeah. If I like continue masters, I might move. If anybody is willing to live with me, I might consider that. There we go. Uh, maybe not if you're a girl, because I'm a very devout Muslim. So. Okay. So, uh, getting getting into the last question, oh, Jordan, do you have something there? Yeah, you mentioned uh, coming to Japan. The only thing I wanted to uh, the talk about the Mex scholarship and the university based and the embassy based. Is there a age limit uh, for those, for either ones? And I know with the university-based ones, you said that the university recommended it to you. Uh, yes. Is it possible to do it the reverse as far as like 18-year-old trying to go to Japan, wants to get in, like can they apply for the embassy even though, you know, the university might not have recommended it? Or, you know, okay. I don't know if you know anything on that process. Yeah, so I have friends who have taken both. And actually, when I was in high school, I was one of the coordinators for this like group we had that everyone wanted to study abroad and like we would study together. And for the uh, embassy based, uh, you kind of get like a letter of recommendation from your uh, high school, I think, is the process. You go into these different tests, uh, like a written test and then I guess Japanese, blah, blah, blah. And then you get in. You don't have to have like N1. I think maybe like N3 is already possible, N4. Okay. Uh, and then you go to Japan. Now, the only problem with my one, the university-based, is you need to be a fresh graduate from high school. Mm. Right? So okay. it's not like you already have a year in uni and you're continuing, uh, like transferring credits. You have to be a fresh graduate. And I think that's one of the good things for me, right. the bonuses, because a lot of like the competitors... Uh, they weren't fresh graduates. They are like some of them took gap years. Some of them like already went to university. And so by natural selection, I think that helped me a bit. Uh, for embassy based, you can still apply even after uh, graduating. But I still think you need that recommendation from your high school. Now, of right. course, it's Corona now, so there might be some differences. But in general, that's like the procedure for that. Uh, there's also a lot of mixed scholarships for masters, right? Mm-hmm. Masters, uh, PhD. And the university base is simply you apply to that laboratory, you talk with a professor, you, and the thing is, right, you have to be accepted first. And then like the professor, like the lab recommends you to get mixed. And so it's a good idea to know which universities have them. Okay. The very simple uh, advice I can give you, apply to the best universities. 
because the top 10, including Toku, they have full mech scholarships from undergrad to PhD. So, like Toku, Kyoto, Tokyo, uh, Hokkaido, Nagoya, uh, Keio, I think. Uh, those types, they always have mechs.、Uh, and then let's see. Yeah, I, I think the embassy also has for like masters and, you know, of course, doctorate degrees.、Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a bit different,、uh, but yeah, that's the general、uh, idea. Okay. Thank you. Thank All right. So we're going to start wrapping this one up.、Uh, Doth, where can people find you on the internet? Okay. So Discord is, I guess, the easiest way. I do have like real life social media, but they're not connected to Japanese or like my studies at all. So I don't know if you guys would want to see me post normie stuff. Uh, for uh, Doth, uh, the, the Doth, I would recommend you to contact me on Discord.、Uh, it's Doth、uh, hashtag 5403. You can also check out my Reddit post, I guess. I will be quite active in DJT, in the Moway, and other、uh, servers. So I think I'm pretty easy to be contacted. All right, cool.、Uh, and then, Jordan, how about you? Where can people find you online?、Um, Twitter, Bearded SSJ. That's, that's where I'm at. Or YouTube, too.、Yep. Uh, and, and I am Kanji Eater everywhere.、Uh, this will be up on YouTube afterwards.、Uh, obviously, here on Twitch is where it, lives, it goes live first. Um, and then I'm active on Twitter.、Uh, I am in DJT,、uh, uh, Lurker. I'll have, to, I'll have to check in and、uh, see if I can't get roasted into、uh, enlightenment.、Um, <laughs> and then、uh, I guess in closing, we have one more question for you, Doth.、Uh, what's one piece of advice that you give to people on their own Japanese learning journey? Read. Read. There you go. That, that's one、it. word. That's it. You heard it from the Doth. Thanks so much for joining us in the live chat.、Uh, DJT, thanks, thanks so much for showing up and uh, uh, thanks, enlightening us a little bit more.、Uh, we'll see you guys on the、uh, VOD on YouTube. So, later.